everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I am the Father Brian. I'm here too. Yay. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. I'm Corey. I'm sick. Yes, unfortunately, Corey has been under the weather. She is feeling much better than she was, but there may be some coughing here and there that I may have to cut out and things like that, so our apologies, but thank you, Corey, for being a trooper and uh, right. recording here. Okay. So, our apologies, but yes, uh, we had sickness run through the house once, and then it ran through again. Uh, so, we've been having die. some fun with that, so... All right. Well, before you die, um, would you like to take us through no. a romper room shout out? No. No? Not today? Ugh. All right, fine. Here's my mirror. No one's forcing it's, you. It's clean today. Yay. Um, Caleb, hello. Jess, Mike, Maurice, Susie, Big Man's Closet. Your parents don't care about you or you're 18. Uh, Patrick and Lindsay and Benji, host of uh, What Happened, formerly Goo Goo Gaga Hour, uh, sponsored by Masterclass. There's Carl over there, uh, Don Johnson somewhere. Maybe he's hiding. Is he under the table? Oh no, it's Don Johnson. Boo. Um, what if it really was? <laughs> I don't think you're okay. This hasn't been this bad in days. My best friend's Timothy. Him's somewhere. Did I just say hymns? I did. did. Uh, Joey, Jasmine, TJ, Cash, Karen, George Sterling, Milo, Milo's there. Whatever, whatever Milo you want. It could be Milo Ventermivo, or it could be Milo Goes to College. Durs, somewhere, Adam, right behind me, Blake, hanging out with Dean, because they're best friends, Kyle, Sure. Uh, Bill Hader, Fred, Andy, Ethan. Uh, speaking of best friends, Marshawn Lynch. What up, dog? <laughs> uh, Chris Brad. I see you over there making those crazy eyes at me. You know he sees you. Stop it. Bowen, Keenan, Aquafina. Big fan of mine, not of yours. Uh, I don't know. Peter Cetera, Michael Bolton. Kenny G, holding it down. The G-Man, holding it down. Holding down the fort, baby. You can't, you can't call him uh, the G-Man. <laughs> and that, my best friend, Dick Gear. That has a you did very it. different meaning. Everyone did it. Especially the G-Man. He did Especially it. Especially the G-Man. All right, well, thank you for that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So yes, we're going to try to go through as best we can here. Um, we're probably going to cut this episode a little bit shorter than normal, but uh, we're going to do the best we can and for And I have you. to talk to my mom, oh! which is great because she does all the talking, so. <laughs> all right. Well, if for any reason you'd like to reach out to us, of course, you, you can get us on to. email it. So it's come to this pod at gmail.com. We have no emails this week. Um, Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. Um, on t- and on Facebook, so it's come with the number two. This you so almost talked about, about the one. I almost did talk, talk about, about Twitter. <laughs> Listen, but no, we don't talk about guys. It, so. I this is not going. This is probably going to be one of the most lackluster podcasts. You've Maybe ever heard that's in your the life. good thing. Maybe we Loopy and Coffee what if, are gonna are gonna what if, what carry if Don this Johnson episode. Really is underneath the table. <sighs> what if I? What if God was one of us? 
Joan Osborne? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus. Trying to make, trying his, to way make his way home. You know that nose ring she wore in the video was fake? Good. Good for her. I know. Like, what are you, Joan Osborne, a poser? Clearly. No, she's very pretty. What is? I love Joan Osborne. We're talking about a singer from the 90s. You know what Lilith Fair was? No. <laughs> Moving okay. on. What if God was the hobo with a shotgun? That would be pretty great. Mike Alvarez, hit us up with an email about that. I, I, <laughs> it's. Do you think God's a communist? Probably. No, probably not. I wish he was. Okay. We're ready I mean, to move on? Fine. Okay. Do whatever you want. All right, moving on. I'm going to go to sleep, guys. Into our Ion Springfield segment. Oh, we're doing Um, that? Just a few quick ones. So the Simpsons made history a few weeks ago with the airing of episode 720 titled, You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About. Act 3 Will Shock You. For the first time ever, after 33 seasons and 719 episodes, the top four key creative roles that guide animation in a Simpsons episode were all women. Uh, oh. So that included director Jennifer Moeller, as well as assistant director Debbie Spafford, lead timer Esther Lee, and background layout lead He Jin Kim. So the episode Did also you has say Jennifer Mulva, because that's a different person. So the episode also has a written by credit for Christine Nangle. Who's that? Uh, the writer of the episode. Oh, I thought you knew who she was. No. So, um, Corey, we did watch this episode. It's the one what starring one uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I love Kumail. When uh, Homer was blamed for locking Santa's little Kumail. helper in the car on a hot day. He's a he's an avid listener that I forgot, and now he's probably cursing me. It's possible. But we just mentioned him, so all is good again. So, it was, it was a I decent you, episode. Um, it also was the first time that Jay Farrow voiced Wait. Dredrick Tatum. Jay Farrow, SNL. Yep. I love him. Yep. Do you think so, he loves me? Yes. Oh, So that's he took nice. over as Hank Azaria used to do the voice of Dredrick Tatum, who looks a lot like and sounds a lot like Mike Tyson. Um, another quick thing with this particular episode that I was just referring to, many supporters of Joe Rogan are blasting The Simpsons <laughs> because there was a visual gag in the episode where... Homer was being canceled for his actions because he accidentally inadvertently locked Santa's little helper in the car. And a bald bearded gentleman invites Homer into a building with a sign that reads, Right Wing Podcast House. Pariah's Welcome. So Rogan's supporters are saying that the character Wait, looks that identical. Was Joe Rogan? Yes, because his supporters are saying the animation of that character looked identical to him, and they're saying it was an obvious slam at his expense Listen, because lunatics. of what was on the house. I didn't even think of that. Who now? Joe Rogan. Uh, Fear Factor? And he's kind of become a problematic uh, podcaster. No, I Do know you know who what Fear Joe Factor Rogan is? is? I know who Joe Rogan is. Okay. But what was the story of No, I don't care, actually. It was in don't the last episode it. of The <laughs> Simpsons. There was a reference to him and uh-huh. his supporters are very upset because like they're saying Factor? they uh, poked fun at him. Well, maybe they should stop watching The Simpsons. Yeah. Do you remember Fear Factor? Maybe everyone should stop watching The Simpsons. Hush you. Mm, they will when idea. it cancel when it gets canceled finally. 
eventually. You're not going to yeah, stop so watching I remember Fear Factor. My grandma loved canceled. Fear Factor. It was meh. I never really watched it. So. I don't even know what Fear Factor is. It was just a reality television show where they tried to get, encourage people to do things they were scared. Speaking of reality television shows, there's a reality game show that we need to watch. Yeah? Because I like the host. Okay. Do you want to talk about that in Act 4? No. I want to talk about Kolak and Ups. Act All right. 4. Um, and the last thing is... Um, Apparently, there are many Simpsons-themed bars all over Latin America. Oh. So there's an entire article about I'm not going to go into real great detail, but I'll post the article on one of our social medias um, if you want more information about it. But it's kind of interesting. Um, and they basically go all over the place from, like, Ecuador to Mexico and basically all through Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Peru, Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, Chile. So... All of these little, all these areas are um, having fun. All of these pop-up bars come up, which of course none of them are sponsored by Fox or Disney, so they're getting into a little bit of hot water and everything. But I just thought it was very interesting that all of this is happening in those particular areas. But maybe I shouldn't find it interesting because uh, The Simpsons is the most popular syndicated show in all of Latin America. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. All right. So that takes me to the end of that. Do we have any news and views today? No. All right. No news and views. So let's move on. All right. Well, without any further ado, why don't we jump into this episode? Without I... any further poo. Yes. I left it as a surprise for Corey um, yeah. to see if what? this episode would make her happy. Word. <laughs> and there you have it. All right, so P, why don't you tell us about our episode? Uh, our episode is New Kids on the Bleach. Nope. No. Black. Bleach. Nope. Black. Like bleachers. Nope. This is like bleach. Like the the new kids are underneath the bleachers, nope. kissing and making out. Yes. Don yeah. Johnson's underneath our table. That's what has happening. Okay, great. That's what, what is this wrong means. With you? It's, it's new bleach. kids on the black. It's new kids on the bleach. Okay, great. Continue. Continue. Uh, season 12, episode 14. It was the 262nd episode of The Simpsons. Its production code was CAB F12. I have a story that goes with this that <laughs> I was going to tell like a billion episodes ago. You remember? Our billion episodes ago? And I well, forgot. Hold on. Why don't you let B get through this first? I thought, I thought he was done. No. Oh. We still got more. Continue. I would originally aired on February 25th, 2001. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore. It was written by Tim Long. It guest stars NSYNC. Yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick. Justin Timberlake. Yes. JC Chazé. Best. Joey Fat One. I love the town. And Lance Bass. Ah, Lance Bass. He's friends with Lisa Vanderpump. The chalkboard gag was, I will not buy a presidential pardon. I don't think that that's... No, that is possible, depending on the president. Uh, the couch out... The couch gag is that it's outside a prison wall, and a siren wails, and its shirt light moves as the Simpsons, dressed in striped prison jumpsuits, tunnel their way to the couch. Is there something wrong with you? Whoo, boy! <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Cor. What were you saying? I'm oh right. A billion episodes ago, I um 
there was a story that I remembered. I don't know why. My brain's very weird. And it popped up in my head. And I'm like, oh, I have to share this story on the podcast because maybe everyone would appreciate it or maybe no one would appreciate it. But it would be out there in the world. And I'm like, yeah, remember this. And I forgot. But it is very in line with this episode. So I'm glad that I forgot, but I remembered. Okay. Also, I love J.C. Chazé. He was a member of the Mickey Mouse Club, as was Justin Timberlake. Joey Fatone was almost a member of the Mickey Mouse Club, but didn't what quite make the What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do I mean by what? What do you mean by almost a member okay, of... Okay, so he auditioned, and he went, and he danced, and he sang, and he did the Joey Fatone moves, and they were like, thank you, Joey Fatone, but no. Yeah, so he auditioned, yeah, he is auditioned what you mean. And Stop close, saying people are almost in something if they close, auditioned for close the part. But no cigar, but he did go to high school with, because when they weren't on the Mickey Mouse Club, of course they went to high school, and he went to high school with a lot of them, and he went to prom with Jennifer McGill, who was on the Mickey Mouse Club, and she was on the Mickey Mouse Club for the entirety of the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. <laughs> and that's your story, and you're sticking with it? That's not the story I wanted to tell. Okay. Don't worry about it. What's your story? No, 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 no. Let's start the boy band talk first, okay. and then I'll tell you we'll my find story. find a time to bring it in. Yes. Okay, sounds good. All right, so just a few things about this episode before we jump in. Um, so Mike Scully was angry that he had not pitched enough story ideas. So he pitched this episode along with another episode called Trilogy of Error. And during this pitch session, he suggested that NSYNC guest star on one of the pitched episodes. Word. So they had no idea what episode it would be, but he just thought it would be a good idea for them to come on. So the decision to add a government conspiracy came in later as an idea that was pitched by George Meyer. At the table read for the episode, the cast ad-libbed the lyrics and the music. NSYNC instantly said yes to being asked to guest star. I'll tell you why. They love The Simpsons. Yes. No. They Although, do. Justin Timberlake had to record his lines separately from the rest of the band, but it was because of a family death. Oh, Justin. <laughs> so he wasn't Don't able laugh to about JT's pain! <laughs> <not Justin>. They <laughs> were also in Star Wars. They were in one of the prequels. Yep. I think they were clone troopers? Yeah, I think it was the last prequel. Yeah. I'm laughing because of the way he delivered that. <laughs> yeah, you made it out that Justin was like a huge dirtbag. Yes, that's, that was and the plan. And then like, because I but knew, someone died. Well, because I knew that's what you were going to do too, to be like, oh, that guy. And then I was like, but it was because of this. So this Which was rather very interesting very too, I thought. So during the recording session because with NSYNC being there and stuff. Word. The staff brought their kids along to meet the band. And Tom Hanks, who was filling Castaway in the same studio, wanted to meet them and came by. That's America's dad. Yep. So you probably know this already, Corey, but the song that introduces NSYNC every time they walk in is, do you know which song it was? It's one of their songs. It's No Strings Attached. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Bum, 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 so... Bum. This, I think, is one of the greatest facts I've found. This is really, really funny. So, Justin Timberlake was very reluctant to say word, since he swore it was something he would never say. 
So as a joke, the editing team reused the one take where he said word after nearly every line. So if you've noticed in this episode, he says word a lot. Yes. It's because they were playing a joke on him. <laughs> That's very because good. Because he didn't want to do it. <laughs> and you know, the kind of kid Justin Timberlake is, he probably thought that was hilarious. I'm sure he did, yeah. Um, at the end of this episode, it's kind of funny. There's footage of the band recording their lines um, over the end credits. And um, what was it? Chris Kirkpatrick is playing a little flute. Yes. And he does the Simpsons theme. I thought that was... You know the... that's Chris Kirkpatrick. Don't act like you don't. Sure. I thought that was the 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 thing that lets you get a pitch. You know, the thing that singers... It might have been. Like barbershop quartets blow into, and they're like, this is the first note! And then they did that. Wait, was that Oprah doing that? <laughs> this is the first note! Bees! <laughs> For everyone. Here it's possible. Here are my... Favorite in sync members. Ready? In sure. order. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yes. <laughs> JC Chazé. Joey Fatone. Lance Bass. Timberlake. Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh. Sorry, Kirkpatrick. Sorry. He's the underdog, though. You should He like, is love the him. underdog, and I do love him. But, like,. <laughs> but Lance not Bass. as much as any of the other people. Fatone. So Fatone is like probably the best one. Fatone You're is really fun. Still pronouncing his name wrong. I know. He's probably the best one. He seems to have like he seems to be very like down to earth. Yes. That's what I meant. I was and gonna just, say on the level, but And not too serious and like right. he doesn't take himself too seriously and He was part of the cast of Robot Chicken. For God's he was sakes. also part of the cast of the Triumph, the dog show. I mean, was he really? Yes. I, but, like not just a guest star, part of the cast, there along a, with Jack McBrayer. Wait, there was a Triumph the dog TV show. show? Yes. When? Uh, several and years. Why? Ago. It it was ridiculous. That but, was just a Conan sketch, wasn't it? Yes. And Jack McBrayer was on it from Thirty Rock. Why? He was living with his grandmother. And I think Joey Fatone lived there as well. And then Triumph came to live there. But uh, J.C. Chazé, the most talented. Hands down. Sure. Sorry, Timberlake, but... All right. Okay, so Corey, here here comes the reveal. Yes. So you were asking me yeah, and the party posse was singing. So The party posse and not the party from MMC. Correct. Don't get it twisted, guys. That's oh correct. So NSYNC did provide their own speaking voices, of course. I, I have so many boy band references to make for this one. But now here's the thing. I want to uh-huh. see if you know this boy band. Okay, go ahead. So they did not provide the singing voices for the party posse. But right. two members of another Lou Pearlman boy band. Was it O-Town? No. Oh. <laughs> Natural. I've heard of them. Okay. So they provided the voices. Mark Terenzi was Nelson, and Michael J. Horn was Milhouse. Okay. I don't know who the other two were, though. Did it have some weird spelling, like a lowercase no. n for the U? it's just N-A-T-U-R-A-L. Like, I've or heard like, of them. Oh, Lou Pearlman, what a scumbag. Yeah. I've been reading a book about him. Yeah, he's uh, not great. Or like a four with the A... And he did it or... to a bunch of different bands. Right. What a scumbag. All right, so, Corey, did you know that for this episode, the Backstreet Boys were the first ones to be offered no. to guest star? But 
they ultimately declined saying that, quote, they would not embarrass themselves or their fans by appearing and on the show. And it thinks like we will. Yes. <laughs> Some people have said that um, there's a, a part of this episode that is a little bit problematic that has happened because this episode aired seven months before 9-11. Oh, no, the terrorists. And dur- not, no, not just that, but during the scene in New York... The World Trade Center is briefly visible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene of uh, the, New York, the New York Tower, which is the Mad Magazine main office, getting blown up. Right. Yeah. So, oh, especially at the time, I shortly didn't know it after was that this. Close. Yeah. So, it was like right before the summer of uh, 2001. Didn't the Backstreet Boys already embarrass themselves by singing Backstreet's Back like a year Everybody. after their first album? Yeah. Like, they, they're they already a walking joke. Yes. <laughs> I mean, didn't the Backstreet Boys embarrass themselves by those haircuts? hey Am I right? Am I right? Susie, am I right? So, the um, we mentioned the title of this episode. It's called New Kids on the Black. So, this was reference actually... To... This reference to a previous episode. Oh. The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Uh-huh. Bart visits the office of Mad Magazine. And Alfred E. Newman leans out an office door and demands a progress report on an article named New Kids on the Black. Oh, I thought it was in reference to New Kids on the Block. No. And apparently black was like a thing that they would say in Mad Magazine a lot. It feels like a song to sing after after they like broke up and then got back together, right? Sure. Like but that, that was like one of their first songs. Yeah. That yeah. feels like like that that kind of song. Even the lyrics says, "Oh my God, we're back again." Where did you go? Wait, I don't know who you are, sir. Why are you telling me you're back again? Yes, you didn't go anywhere. You didn't go anywhere, and I wish you would with your. Stupid you have to air. go away to come back. What? What a stupid song. All right. So one final thing here. And um, the guy's asking his buddies, "Am I sexual?" And they're all like, "Yeah," which is. Ridiculous. Am I sexual? Yes, that's a lyric. He goes, am I sexual? And uh, the rest of the guys just go, yeah. <laughs> Maybe what this episode was a bad mean? idea. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't want to know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Is I'm it sorry. the opposite of Ace? Is it? I, I don't know. What is going on? Well, it was Nick Carter who said it, and he's kind of a little dirtbag, so. Here you go. All right, and one final thing here. I know we've complained many times about um, people looking at The Simpsons and saying they predicted things. This is similar to that, but a little bit different. So basically, at one point in this episode, a flag is depicted on the side of a, um, a technical employed by military fighters in Middle Eastern dress. The flag in the episode resembles the flag adopted by the Syrian opposition to the Syrian civil war but it's actually the independence flag. So this resemblance was cited by some supporters of the Syrian government and media in the Middle East as evidence that the Syrian rebellion was a foreign plot. Oh. So because that flag was in there, they were trying to say that, oh, well, you know, the United States is involved in this plot because it appeared on The Simpsons. Yeah, obviously. So, so there you go. So I don't know if that's better or worse than all of the... Uh, predictions so let's jump in here act one uh after watching an olympic games documentary on tv homer decides to participate in the springfield marathon to prove to marge that he's fit 
Bart dons a stereotypical Italian disguise and wins the marathon by cheating, but a bird pulls off his fake mustache during the trophy presentation. To escape from the outraged crowd, Bart accepts a ride from a stranger who introduces himself as music producer L.T. Smash. He offers Bart a chance to join a boy band he is assembling calling the Party Posse because he sees him as the bad boy of the group. After a little bit of convincing, Marge signs the contract to let Bart join. All right, act one. You guys got anything? Let's have a fun run on his trachea! (laughs) Oh, Mo. What was in that stash? Oh, the mustache? was in it why did that bird want that stash so so bad don't know what do you think you got any thoughts that he didn't clean it very well there's probably like food crumbs probably so any th- while we're talking about that any he, thoughts about the stereotypical italian he committed so hard to the stereotypical italian that he just slathered spaghetti and meatballs all over that mustache i ran out of my english <laughs> so do we have any thoughts on that awful. it's so bad awful it's one of those things where it's so bad but we're still laughing at it right? i don't care it's like i mean it's not really i mean italians aren't really that marginalized and would we say so... it's offensive i mean pizza it... pie i don't know uh, i yeah it's one of those things where i don't know i mean i'm there i don't i don't know i'm not well i am italian but like not that much italian mm-hmm. So I can't speak for the Italians, and I don't know if this is problematic or what. But I also feel like he didn't really say or do anything that was like... I can't speak for the Italians. But I'm going to. They didn't ask for um, this. But I don't think he really said anything, like, offensive. Like, he didn't put them down or anything. Yes, he spoke with an Italian accent and the broken English thing. But, like, he didn't really do anything offensive towards Italians, I feel. You don't get to decide that. that. Okay, true. I don't know the answer. I will say this. What? I will say I am half Italian, and there are a lot of uh, things that offend me. Uh, Little, the little stereotypical porky Italian motif, you know, with your live, laugh, love chubby italian so luigi yeah yeah yeah. the guy that owns the italian restaurant in the simpsons oh i thought i thought you were talking about mario's it's a me mario he offends me no no he doesn't but like um and of course the ethnic slurs that the boomers throw around about italians when it's like slow your roll jabroni Um, there's an ethnic slur for italians your grandfather has thrown it around there's a few of them that he's thrown around didn't even know that anyways but um i i saw nothing wrong with bert but i'm not from you're not from italy Italy, so i can't all right well if you have any thoughts let us know let us know what you think all right um i really enjoyed i i enjoyed the olympic history montages Jesse Owens humili- humiliating Hitler by outracing his Zeppelin. Yes. And then Bob Beeman when he shatters the world <laughs> long jump record. 
He just jumps out of the stadium. Yeah. What was all that Olympic stuff about? I didn't understand it was where just that was a going. Way to get Homer to want to run a marathon. <laughs> and they had the joke that in the 60s, Hitler was still alive. Yes. Yeah, I, I got that. Because they were in Argentina or something. I thought that he was going to show up in the 80s one, He should have. I yeah. thought, yeah, they, they definitely should have done that for the last one. And then, yeah, 1984, Carlos Lopez becomes the oldest Olympic marathon winner ever at age 30. And then he drops dead. No, I, I think he just fell over from the... Oh, did no. he drop dead? Or I did thought he, he dropped dead. Or did he just fall dead. over from the weight of the... I thought he dropped dead. Oh, guys. That's actually funnier. Guys, I mean, let us know. Yes. Um, so then... Leave at, a comment in the comments. Yes. And immediately, Homer just decides that he's going to join the Springfield Marathon. As I put, after a lot of thought. (laughs) And then, Corey, do you have Marge's comment down about what she said about Uh, that when she says, oh, please? No. You get exhausted watching the Twilight Zone marathon. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know what he placed in the marathon. Good question. Because, I mean, it's... It's... It's kind of like implied that he finished. Well, if you're not first, you're last. That's true. That's true. Ricky Bobby taught me well. Yes. And and then we get a little bit of a knock at Billy Crystal. Yeah. When Homer says, I'm a regular Billy Crystal, and Bart turns around and just goes, No, Marge says it. Oh, yes, I'm a regular Billy Crystal. And then Bart says, you got that right. I don't know who that is. Billy Crystal, he's a... He's a national treasure. Yeah, funny guy. He played Mike Wazowski. Okay. He did play Mike Wazowski. And many, many, many other things. And... More, most importantly, Mike Wazowski. Mostly voiceover roles, I assume? No. Okay. No. Mostly actual full-on acting roles, but yeah. a lot of them in the 80s and 90s. Oh, Princess Bride! Yes! Magic Magic Mike! Yes. Why would I watch Magic Mike? No, no, that's what his that's name his was. Name. Oh, the old guy. The old yes. guy, The Buck Storm yes. in the Castle. He was that old? Yeah. No, that was was a lot of makeup. Oh, I thought he was actually that old. No. Okay, go ahead. The Springfield Marathon, (laughs) where the sign says, ruin your knees for charity. Yes. And the marathon is to commemorate the time Jebediah Springfield ran across six six states to avoid his creditors. (laughs) How How do marathons raise funds for charity? Because you get sponsors. So, like, you go up to someone and say, hey, I'm running a marathon. Would you like to sponsor me? And sometimes what they'll do is you'll say, like, well, you can donate $5 for every mile that I run or something like that. Or they just give you, like, a flat rate. And then you have to wear their merch on your on yes. your attire, like NASCAR. That's correct. <laughs> I want to see that. And that weighs you down. Yeah. Dang. And if they don't actually have a company, you have to make a sign for them. Yeah. Exactly. So it just says, Grandpa. <laughs> Um, any thoughts on the anti-chafing nipple tape? No. Why does Homer have three nipples? Yes. Thank you. I didn't recognize that. I, I mean, I, that. I get that that's the joke. Right. But uh, to, to, why yeah. did they decide to use that joke? Even even with like him showing his belly like a little right. bit later, right? And it's been clearly established that he walks around with a shirt off many times. That man hands pants. <laughs> Um, but I did like when, as Homer's running the marathon, and he hits the wall immediately. 
Yes, but then he gets his second win. And then he hits the wall again. But then he gets his third win. And uh, <laughs> anybody got any thoughts on Burns running in the marathon? Um, That was... Let's talk about offensive. That was offensive. Yes. The rickshaw being pulled by yeah. Smithers. Boy. And then what he says to him. It's like, huh? Maybe don't say that. Um, Brendan, any thoughts on the reveal that Grandpa is running in the race? Uh, why? That's not Grandpa. It's just Dad dehydrated. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. And I do appreciate their prize for winning the marathon. Is it Springfield walking to it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about him already. But Italian Bart, running on pure pluck, moxie, and grit, which he will be tested for after this. Also, when they realize that Bart was the uh, imposter. Yes. And everyone's saying what they should do. And Mel demands to do a re-race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh. There needs to be some cameras on that on that field. On what field? On the, on, the, on the marathon field. That has happened before. Where someone has like just come in at the very end to like win the marathon. I think they got caught, but it has happened before. Well, in like I mean, a big one, like the Boston Marathon. I or mean, something if like that. you're talking about it, then they got caught. Yes, that's true. Um, it seemed like Brendan, you kind of snickered at this when Bart gets in the car with the stranger, and he says, "Who are you?" And he says, "You'll find out in good time." Due time. And he looks up. And it says LT Smash on. Mm-hmm. It says LT Smash right here. Now is that time? Yeah, the time has come. <laughs> that's, that's a good line. That's a good line. And, I might uh, not, like actually steal that line. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like that's a good line. Um, Corey, did you have mm-hmm. any thoughts on when they're talking about uh, signing the contracts? And LT Smash says, it's not the singing that brings in the Sacagaweas. I love that line. What does that mean? Would you like to take this? The Sacagaweas. Because it was right around this time that it was like a big thing. Yes, back in the early aughts, um, our government decided, hey, looky what Canada's doing. They have coins for dollars and two dollars. Oh, I knew about this. So Sacagaweas were supposed to be the American answer to a loony, Mm -hmm. which is a one dollar bill. Of course, that did not go over. And then, yeah, and then they put like like, a ton of them into production trying to... Oh, yeah. And then they lost a ton of money. They sure did. Well, the best part was they would put them in vending machines. So, like, for a while, a vending machine would only take coins and, like, a dollar bill. But then it was like, oh, we'll accept a $5 bill. And then you'd put a $5 bill in, and then your change would be Sacagawea. Yes. And then you'd be like, no! Obviously, that was a timely joke and didn't necessarily carry over to you, Brenda, because you didn't really know what they were talking about. I did not. I didn't know them as dollar coins. But, yeah, as soon as I heard that, I kind of snickered, and I thought back, and I'm like, that is right when the Sacagawea coin was a big thing um, in the United States. Uh, Yeah, no, I I saw something about that on Twitter where, like, Bush was like, we gotta, we gotta make all the dollar coins, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put so many in production because they're gonna be cheaper in the long run, yeah. and then no one used them. Yes, which then... was really too bad, too, because they were trying to actually honor a Native American, mm-hmm. 
and it just didn't quite work I mean, out. that's what they did with the quarters recently, right? What? There's a new quarter. It doesn't have George Washington on it. Oh, anymore. really? I yeah. didn't know that. I don't know who it has on it, but I thought it was a Native American. I don't Where know, was I Harriet Tubman supposed to be? On one of the dollar bills, but that never got passed. All right. Well, anything else with Act 1? It was pretty quick. Yeah, that no, that's, so. that's all I have. All right. So Act 2. The party posse is made up of Nelson, Ralph, and Milhouse. Bart accepts the opportunity, and the four boys quickly rise to stardom, secretly using voice-enhancing software developed by NASA to improve their singing abilities. Studio magic. Party Posse releases a single whose accompanying video includes the strange line, Yvonnette Niage, in its chorus. Puzzled, Lisa analyzes the video and finds a a subliminal recruiting message for the United States Navy within it. She also realizes that the chorus is simply, Join the Navy, sung backwards. Seeing that the single's hidden message is beginning to affect the Springfield populace, including Auto Man. Alright, Act 2. What do you guys got? It's Maya Angelou on the corner. Okay. It's actually five. She's not Native American. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yes. There, it's five, five different women. People. Oh, on, they're all women. Nice. Uh, each quarter, it's all honoring women. Maya Angelou, Dr. Sally Ride, Wilma Mankiller, uh, Nina Otera Warren, and Anna Mae Wong. Nice. It's just too bad that we don't really use physical money anymore. Right. <laughs> um. I see them all the time at my work. That's true. All right, so Act 2, you guys got anything? I feel like this may be a good time to tell my story. Okay. Um, okay. Do you remember... And Last September? Yes. Do you remember, um, and it was a Saturday morning thing on NBC, maybe it was before Saved by the Bell, perhaps it was after. Maybe it was in the, maybe it was during Saved by the Bell. I don't know. Uh, there was also Light. something called Malibu Dreams. This isn't about Malibu Dreams or Malibu Sand or Was Malibu whatever. Stacey in it? Do you remember? I think what, it was, was Malibu Dreams. What was the Jamie Dreams. Kennedy movie? Malibu something. Malibu's, Malibu's Most, Wanted. Most Wanted. It's not about that either. There was a show called The Guys Next Door. Okay. Do you remember it? No. You do not. They had a very catchy jingle. It was about a boy band, five boys, the formulaic, five guys. There's the cute one and the mysterious one and the smart one and the Chris Kirkpatrick one. And the bad boy. Yeah. And they had a very catchy tune that was their, uh, that was their, um, theme song were the guys were the guys next door were the guys next door whoa we're gonna get sued <laughs> I maybe you should just I don't, clip that i don't think we will i think they'd be like hey someone remembers us and at first i'm like was this just a crazy fever dream of mine oh as, so like as most things are lancelot link there and, it is lancelot link so lancelot link you don't remember but, lancelot link no the, the mystery solving chimp lancelot no. link secret the, chimp watch the youtube do, do, do. for the opening no anyways no anyways it's, it's not a fever dream because i met them you met them. I've met. I met the guys next door. I don't want to brag, y'all, wow. but I met them. Um, so, Pixar didn't happen. 
<laughs> at my at my grandma's house, I had their autographs laminated. And now they're gone. Yeah, now they're gone. Forever. Yeah. That would have been worth, like, millions. It wouldn't have. Anyways, here's how I found out. I was watching the guys next door on TV, and then they said, Hi, we're the guys next door, and you can meet us on blah, blah, blah day. It Was Was it someone else's voice for that part? No. And you can meet us on Saturday at... And the location was... The Kmart store in Niagara Falls. And it was happening the day I was watching. And I screamed. And I said to my grandma, we need to go to Kmart. And she said, okay. Because she loved Kmart. And so we went to Kmart. And I met the guys next door. And And there was no one else there. (laughs) I probably was the only one there. And Bobby was very sweet but now i realize it may have been a little creepy how nice he was to me i was an attractive i was probably you were 12. wearing a hawaiian shirt <laughs> i was just gonna say i was an i was an attractive six <laughs> i i was an attractive preteen but also yes problematic i gotcha um so was that a big thing with that kmart because i believe i met he-man at that key kmart <laughs> What? <laughs> they had celebrity meetups in the I, Kmart. It, it was, was just a guy in a suit. Yeah, it was just a guy in a suit. <laughs> what if I met Chewbacca at Kmart? You didn't. You, didn't. you met Chewbacca at Burger King, yeah. and he did not have a uh, Wookie right hands. <laughs> he had human hands. I'll have to find that picture and post it. Um, <laughs> um, so that that's my story. That's quite the story. I when. Okay. But, I thought that that story... But also, one of the guys next door became, like, a person who, like, wrote songs and stuff. Hang on. I'm going to find out. You you do your thing. Okay. I thought that that story was going to have at, at the TV part. So, uh, you said, Hi, Corey. Thank you for watching our show. Oh my god, me? <laughs> you can meet us outside your house. We're here now. Okay, so... Now, the only thing that here, would make it better is if the voice was dissonant. Here were... Hi, Corey. We are outside your house now. Here, here is... Here is... The Guys Next Door is an American television series and aired on NBC in the 1990 through 1991 season. Only lasted a season. R.I.P. As part of the Saturday morning lineup, it featured a boy band performing comedy sketches and spoofs as a combination of New Kids on the Block with the Monkees. The show starred Patrick J. Dancy, Eddie Garcia. Dancy? Eddie Garcia. Did he like to dance? Eddie Garcia, Bobby Leslie, that's Damon Sharp, and Chris Wolf. Do any of those names sound familiar? No. Damon Sharp should, because Damon Sharp... Eddie Garcia sounds familiar. is, um, ...is a songwriter who has written songs for Jennifer Lopez, Ariana Grande, Pitbull, well, Pitbull's not hard because all he says is party, Nelly, Monica, Justin Guarini. (laughs) Oh, there's the name right there. (laughs) That's what you end with? (laughs) The Game, 
JoJo, Natalie Cole, Brian McKnight. Alright, we get it. Aaron Carter He's and Ruben Stutter. I think this is a different Eddie him. Garcia. Probably. He was he started his movie career in nineteen sixty six. Yeah, that's a different Eddie Garcia. <laughs> or he just wore a lot of makeup. <laughs> Where are the guys? All right, so back into this That's here. Um, act two. What do you guys got? Um, Boy Nudo. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like the name. Love it, Boy Nudo. What was the other one? There was another one too. I listen. All I heard was Boy Nudo. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, uh, New Kids in the Ditch <laughs> and Boy Nudo. Um, I do love when he's introducing the party posse to Bot Bart. Not Bart. To Bart. Who are you, and, Jermaine? Uh, yeah. And he mentions, we get the reveal of Millhouse, and he goes, smart and soulful. And he turns around and goes, what up, G-Money? Yeah. And then for Nelson, he says, he'll break your nose, your glasses, and your and heart. And your heart. <laughs> and then, of course, we find out that Ralph Wiggum is a pop, a pop sensation. I love it. I'm a pop I'm sensation. I'm a pop sensation. Um, Corey, any thoughts on their look? Like, the new look of the kids well, in the party Well, Bart posse? still looks the same. I mean, except that he's wearing a vest with an open... Listen. With his, uh, chest showing. So, what'd you think of their threats? I... It's, it, it, it's very much a boy band look. Yes. And, and very much of the time. Mm-hmm. The way that they look and yes. everything. I did think when they were working on their dance moves mm-hmm. that this was a little disturbing. That the choreographer says, sneer and sneer and grab yourself right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do know that was kind of... That was a thing. That was a thing. Yeah. I know Michael Jackson kind of made it uh, famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but I just thought that was a little strange. Um, that they did that. I mean... So. <sighs> or did you happen to see the uh, clipboard that LT Smash was holding? No, what And what was he was it? checking off? No, just So the moves me. were fresh, and he had it checked off. The oh, tunes the... were fly, and then the boogaloo was electric. <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. And, you know, they have to be careful, because the song did sound a little boastful. And as Milhouse says... No one told me there was going to be boasting. <laughs> so I do have a few Party Posse lyrics. Okay. The first one, we love to sweat and we love to sing. We're real funky, but not threatening. <laughs> We're the best band in the world, but we give it all up for that special girl. Oh, that's nice. You're my nice. special girl. Oh, you're my special girl. <laughs> so for me, this line... Probably mm-hmm. had me laughing the most at this episode. Okay. And as you know, a lot of times it's like the weird things that kind of get me going. Right before the party posse is going to perform at the school, and Skinner, when he makes the announcement, and he says, from now on, if anything gets stuck in your zipper, it'll be removed by the school nurse and not yes, me. Yes, I... <laughs> I just found that so funny. No. And then he follows it up right after by going... And now, are you adequately prepared to yes, rock? that's my favorite line. Are you adequately prepared to rock? And when they all cheer, and he just goes, silence! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Skinner. And then, of course, Bart tries to turn the crowd against Skinner. 
because he says, now here's a song that your principal Skinner doesn't want us to play. And they all boo, and he says, that's not true. The assembly was my idea. I like your, I brand, like your of... brand of inoffensive pop rock. Yes. And then Bart says, screw you, man, we're going to play it anyway. So, Corey, this song, and I'm going to go with some more lyrics here. Okay. This reminded me of another band, but after I tell the lyrics, you tell me if you think you know what band I'm thinking of. Okay, go ahead. I saw you last night at the Spelling Bee. I knew that right then it was L-U-V. I gotta spell out what you mean to me, because I can no longer be a silent G. I've gotta spell out what you mean to me. Jackson 5. Is it another bad creation? It sure is. Is it the Jackson 5? <laughs> at the no. playground, you know... That's where I saw this cutie. This girl was winking and she looks so fly on the monkey bars. Excuse me? How old were these people? Oh, they were like 12. Okay. Yeah. No, it was not grown Aisha, men singing the song. you were the girl that I never had. And I want to get to know you, baby. So, you should all know that Corey might be the only person... That Patrick. is still listening to another bad creation as they Patrick. are on her Spotify. <laughs> Long distance dedication, Patrick. <laughs> That's for you, buddy. Patrick, actually, this is how good of friends we are. He's one of my best friends. Um, he actually requested... Before that, though, you have to say like that we would always play it in the car. And it was my long distance dedication to him. And his response would be, I'm right here. <laughs> um, but at my wedding, Patrick went up to the DJ and says, this is going to be a real weird request. <laughs> Do you know Aisha by another bad creation? And I think the DJ was like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, can you play that? And the guy's like, huh and patrick's like no 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 it's like a joke that me and the bride have and the guy's like okay cool and patrick and i danced to aisha you sure did you sure did we sure did oh patrick i love ya um we get another reference to orange drink yes i made all this orange drink when uh, lt smash says to skinner man they're gonna be big and you stood in their way and he goes no i didn't I even came in early and made orange drink. <laughs> orange drink? What, do you live with your mama? She lives with she me. She lives with me. <laughs> you know, I like that they've been consistent with with the drink that they have in all of the school events. Right. But I really wish it was blue drink. <laughs> what about purple drink? Well, no. Drank. D-R-A-N-K. Of course. That's Lil Wayne. That's what he has. Purple drank. Purple drunk. All right, so then we see NSYNC. So bum, now, bum, bum, Corey, bum. you obviously have made it known that you are a fan of NSYNC and I you am. enjoyed them. I so do. So what did you think of their representation on the show? I mean, it was pretty... I, I feel like that was pretty spot on. And did you feel bad for Joey Fatone at all? Like, I mean, he gets that tased. One? I mean, like... I feel like maybe that may have happened in real life. Probably. I think he was kind of the scapegoat of the yeah. band. Um, I feel like Kirkpatrick just, like, was there, and he, like, spoke when need be. Fatone, I feel like he was the Joker. 
maybe a midnight toker. I don't know. Uh, JC was the good looking one. Justin was the baby. And Lance Bass. Played the bass. <laughs> uh, he has twins now. They're adorable. Yeah. I follow him on uh, Instagram. So so you would say that you were pretty happy with their oh, yeah. the way that they were. I and, was. And you don't think that they were just like made fun of. No. Anything like that. No. And, 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 and you could definitely tell, too. I, It almost felt like the band actually had some say. Yeah. Because I think they really appreciated it. And yes, it was kind of poking fun at them a little bit. But it was all done in fun, and they were obviously in on the joke. But so here's it was kind here's of nice. and here's a great thing about InSync, and they're very much like, okay, maybe I was a little bit on the older side when InSync came out, but you can't really say that because I was younger than most of the members of InSync. So yeah, I have a question: Why were InSync hanging around in elementary school? Maybe Lou Pearlman told them to. Helping out the boy band. The boy Um, band that is also elementary school age? Maybe they knew Bobby Leslie. Anyways, I feel like they didn't take themselves too entirely seriously. Like the Backstreet Boys. Like they, they all knew what their strengths were and what their weaknesses were. They all knew, you know, what sounded best with each other. There was a reason why... Justin and JC were the two leads, um, and the other guys were very strong backups. Uh, although Joey Fatone has a voice. He was on Mass Singer. At first I thought it was JC, but it wasn't. It was Joey Fatone. And uh, he went pretty far. Yeah. He didn't but win But also, though, so. they didn't take themselves very seriously. Like, they were funny guys, and maybe it's because I watched the Mickey Mouse Club and... Justin and JC were on it, and, you know, they they did sketches, too, and, you know, stuff like that. Right. But when Backstreet Boys came out with their stupid Caesar hairdos and... Bleh, I was like, who in the... are these... <laughs> and I just... There was something about them. Yeah. And one of them was, like, from Daytona. So, like, I knew people who knew him, and everyone's like, yeah, he's pretty arrogant, and he he was a lady killer. You know, not a lady killer, <laughs> but, like, a lady... Skirt chaser? Yeah. He was a lady skirt chaser. <laughs> he sure was. Okay. Um, but, like... That's why I gravitated towards NSYNC. I felt like they were, like, if a boy band was going to have a beer with me, it was going to be NSYNC. It was probably going to be Joey Fatone. Didn't you have a beer with some band? I've had beers with multiple bands. None of them were boy bands. (laughs) Was I underage? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But not in Canada. Okay. Not in Canada. So you were underage, but you weren't that underage. (laughs) Um, was I underage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. As a matter of speaking. Yes. But, like, you know, you got your 98 degreeses with uh, the Lachey's and the other two. And you got your, uh, you got your O-Towns and you got your LFOs and New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits and Chinese food makes me sick. That's LFO. They suck. And, um... <laughs> 
and you got, you know, the OG boy bands. You got your new additions. You got your new kids. You got your boys to men. Like, and they all have their different kind of strengths and weaknesses charm and i use charm loosely because sometimes it's like a smarmy kind of charm like 98 degrees like you look at them and you're like ew i could probably catch something from you and you look at o-town and you're like you guys are just riffraff o-town was riffraff they were put together by lou perlman on an mtv show yeah what does the o stand for orlando Oh, that makes me sad. I thought it was going to be like oranges <laughs> or, <laughs> or, uh, all right. well, thank you for O-Town, this history. O-Town, on... did, O-Town did have a banger, all or nothing at all. Uh, sometimes when I take a night to cry, yes, I take nights to cry, and I uh, maybe get a little wine drunk, I will put that song on full volume and I'll just be like, because I want it all or nothing at all. There's nowhere left to fall. My voice is really going to be shot because of this. I, I miss the ultimate bad boy band, Jodeci. Whew. Uh-uh, those boys. Um, Let's Wait, Jodeci's the Jodeci. series of boys, not just one? I thought Jodeci was just one person. No, Jodeci's... Jodeci. Jodeci. Why, why are you doing this to me? Jodeci. Anyways, Jodeci. Um, if you like... No, they're a quartet. All right. I never knew Jodeci. that. Jodeci. Were they all named Joe? Good. No, and... Joe... Duh, and C. Oh. But there are four of them. Who, who, the other one that? didn't have a name. <laughs> there, there was another one band that Diddy. All right, uh, it, can, can we move on? You want to call your mom. B2K so. is another boy band. I Look up all these boy bands. They all... We're not talking about their... the episode. Okay, I'm sorry. I or, or don't. No, who cares? Who cares about this episode? We're talking to about, tell boy you about boy bands. <laughs> I'm good with doing well, that. Thank you for the history of boy bands. We appreciate it. Okay. What? What were we talking about? We're act talking three? about Act Two. We're almost oh. in Act Three. I just wanted to bring up. I I really thought it was funny. The VJ. Oh, just... I'm missing precious VJ prattle. And she's just like woo. For, like, everything. So the reason why that's funny is because, especially at that time, that's how the VJs acted. What is a VJ? Okay, so you know what a DJ is, correct? Yes. So a VJ is someone who plays music videos. Was this during the time of Jesse Camp and his unwashed self? Oh, God. I hate Jesse Camp. So video jockeys. VJ sounds like something completely yes, different. It sounds like a venereal disease. N- no, that's not where I would have gone MTV had with great that. VJs in the eighties. Yes. There was Martha Quinn. There was Downtown. And Drew then the nineties was. It depended. A Kennedy. She Some was good. good. I loved her. Adam Carolla was fine. Carson Daly. Good. Can we? Dave Holmes. I love Dave Holmes. And of course, Jesse Matt, Camp. Matt Penfield. Awful. Matt Awful. Penfield was the best. Where did they find that homeless hobo? I think that's where they found him. Oh. In a dumpster. Can we stop saying those two letters in that <laughs> combination? Yes. Please. Moving on. Carson Daly found him in a dumpster and said, so, I'll make you a star. I did like um, Homer's thought on what Ivan Netanyahu means. 
When he says it doesn't mean anything, it's like Rama Lama Ding Dong or give peace a chance. <laughs> so any thoughts on that? Well, actually, before we get into that, real quick, at the very end of Act 2, Otto has an urge to join the Navy. And then Lisa points out that he's being brainwashed. But why is the bus for the Naval Academy picking him up directly in front of the Simpsons yeah. house? Is that why a bus not? stop? No. Oh. Why not? It's not and even that... a corner. <laughs> it's the middle of the street. <laughs> like, I get it. They were trying to make a joke. But I just felt like, why is he right, right. there? That It just seemed weird. But, Brennan, any thoughts on this whole government conspiracy thing? Because I know that's something that you kind of get into every once in a while about the government and stuff. So do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't care about boy bands or any of that. Yes, but just like... Josie and the Pussycats had the exact same thing. That's true. Except yeah, not right with the government. the same time, actually, too. <laughs> um, but, like, just the thought of, like, the government doing something like this to... I mean... I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think that they'd do that. Also, subliminal messaging, it can't be like that. You, It can't be backwards. And Josie and the Pussycats, where it's in, in, unintelligible right. behind the vocals, that's not something that is actually subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that you just gloss over, but it's in the back of your mind now. Right. That's why... Uh, we think that advertising doesn't work because we aren't immediately like, oh my god, that looks interesting. I think I would want that. It's because when we're up at the counter and we see the 40 different cough medicines, we are like, which one's more reliable? And the one that we saw on the bus stop bench (laughs) is the one that we go to because it's the one we've seen before. So it's the one that's clearly the best. Capitalism breeds innovation. I don't know if you know this, but... Okay. That's why we have 40 different uh, things of the exact same toothpaste. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you for your thoughts. With different colors. And swirls. I hate toothpaste. Yeah, we know. I hate the toothpaste industry. Okay. All right, anything else for Act 2? No. All right, let's jump to Act 3 here. Uh, Lisa confronts Smash, who reveals himself as a Navy lieutenant and explains that popular music has long been used as a recruiting tool by the military. After Lisa confronts Homer and Marge, they dismiss her claims as stemming from jealousy of Bard's fame. During a party posse concert aboard an aircraft carrier in which the band performs a song full of subliminal lyrics, Smash's superior officer informs him that the boy band project's being shut down because the band is due to be satirized in an upcoming issue of MAD, sabotaging their recruiting power. The officer turns off Party Posse's voice enhancers, exposing the boys' lack of singing talent and destroying their popularity. Enraged, Smash commandeers the carrier, sending his superior officer overboard and taking it out to sea as the terrified audience jumps overboard and swims back to the docks. Smash sails the carrier to New York City with the band and Homer, who was in the lavatory at the time, (laughs) still on board and declares his intention to destroy the mad headquarters. Despite the sudden arrival of the boy band in sync, Smash fires the missiles and destroys the building. 
The employees survive unharmed and Smash is arrested. Bart and his friends are disappointed at not having a chance to appear in Mad, but take comfort in reading the planned parody of them. The episode ends with praise for the Navy by InSync, <laughs> who suggests that viewers enlist. And J.C. Chazé is surprised and dismayed to learn that his bandmates have signed him up without his knowledge, and two military police officers drag him away, screaming. Yes. This episode gives us official proof that Springfield is either somewhere on the coast or on the Erie Canal. Because how else would they get to New York City on a boat? So it has to be somewhere on either coast because of the Panama Canal. The Panama Canal means that it could be on the West Coast or the East Coast. Uh, And I don't think that there's any other waterways that can make it to um, New York City. Like like, like the, the, the Hudson can't make it to New York, I don't think. No. The, because it doesn't drain into an ocean, right? And the Mississippi. Yes. Many people have said that this episode is supposed to hint that Springfield is located on the East Coast mm-hmm. because they can get to the to well, New York City on an It could be line. West Coast because the Panama Canal was existed at this point. So they just go through the Panama Canal. It takes like 80 hours, but it's still... Isn't the Panama Canal through Mexico? Yeah. But you so can get... go down and around? Yeah. Okay. The point is the point of building that was so that yeah, so you didn't have to go all the way around through South America. Yeah, but and it's and you can absolutely get to the one half of the country to the other half, and it was very um it's a, it's a nice. But before once again, this also contradicts other episodes that show other things that do not say they're from here. So Well, well they, they have to be on the West Coast things. because of their radio station. Because yeah. K is on West Coast, sure. W is on East Coast. So, so do you have to... any idea how insane that sounds? What do you mean? I'm quoting LT Smash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the reveal of the tattoos. Mm-hmm. I love that the fan just blows open yes. his shirt. My favorite is the wig. <laughs> That he takes the the white wig off and he has yeah. the exact same yeah, hair, but it's just brown underneath. <laughs> um, Corey, what did you think of the pop star effect? The what? The pop star effect when LT Smash is talking about all the artists that they've used in the past to try to encourage people to join the military, like the Kiss Army and yes, um, Elvis. But did you notice anything weird about the Captain and Tennille? What were they doing? So. They're standing there, mm-hmm. and the captain is holding, like, a large stick, mm-hmm. a la, remember, American Gladiators? Yeah. Those big sticks. Yeah. And he was, like, hitting Tennille with it. That's what I thought he was doing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, why? <laughs> but I do have to admit, the Sergeant Pepper thing was kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know who Sergeant Pepper is. That's the Beatles. Um, what? The Beatles. The Beatles. Their, song, their album, Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Pepper. Lonely Hearts Club Band. Right. So, Brendan, thoughts on the three-pronged attack for publicity? Subliminal, liminal, and superliminal? Superliminal. <laughs> that's, that's even funnier now because there's a game called Superliminal. Really? <laughs> yeah. And But I, I just love the... And he goes, yeah, let me demonstrate. Hey, you, join the Navy. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm in. <laughs> Lenny and Carl. 
play Super Liminal. It's like an hour long, and it's very cool. All right. And then I do also love the reveal right after that with the Super Liminal when he says, and now that you know, Lisa, I can't let you leave. You oh, just see her walking gone. away. <laughs> and this also really, really made me happy. When Homer's threatening Lisa with the jealousy bug, and he's like pinching her and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, cut it out, you're a grown man. <laughs> and then Homer's like, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really enjoyed that. Um, so when the 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 party posse is performing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're performing live, what happened to Ralph's bass voice? Yeah, yeah. Ralph's yeah. voice changes at least twice. Yeah, like right. he doesn't have the bass anymore like mm-hmm. he did. Because that would make sense, like, that he would have the bass based on, you know, the way they appear and everything. Mm-hmm. But, so I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Um, anybody have thoughts on the um, LT Smash's hallucination? Oh, burn all the barber shops. I hate barber shops. <laughs> we need. Hey, what's up with those flowers? Yeah, <laughs> we need to talk about Lieutenant LT Smash. Oh yes, go ahead. <laughs> so when Lisa's. Uh, uh, confronting LT Smash. Or is it Bart's confront? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It is Lisa. Alright. She pulls the dot off of the LT and says, Lieutenant Smash! And he's like, yes, that's right. Lieutenant LT Smash. (laughs) Which that made it even better. Yeah. Like, not only the reveal of that, but then him saying his name is Lieutenant LT Smash just makes it so much better. So funny. And I also really, really loved <laughs> when the Admiral comes onto the boat and he's threatening LT Smash and he pulls out the gun. But the reason he pulls out the gun is to <laughs> press the power, yes. button. power button. And then when LT takes the gun back, he uses <laughs> it to, to enable the switch on the boat Ooh. to get it moving. <laughs> I don't know why that I, that just also made me really Yeah, laugh. no, it's very funny. <laughs> And uh, Jimbo, <laughs> just abandoning ship. Yeah, he just he just jumps. And then, I mean, why didn't everybody just jump off? Yeah. Like, why did they stay? It, it looked like the a water lot of people wasn't did that deep. jump off. Yeah, that was the thing I also wanted to mention. Did you notice that? That as yeah. soon as the kids jumped off, they just got right up. I'm yeah. like, right. how did they not destroy their legs? Right. How did they all? How also? How did an aircraft carrier? That's right. the other question. I mean, the USS Sullivan's even needs a deep enough water so it can sink it. Yeah, that's unfortunate that that's happening right now. Um, Also, uh, Dad, LT's gone crazy. Yeah, that's the look. (laughs) Homer would know. Um, And then, of course, Homer pleads to not destroy the Mad Magazine Tower because it's the nation's most popular mental illness-themed magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. The joke, why don't we call it Everybody Hates Raymond? Well, we stayed up all night, but it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, Corey, I know you really enjoyed the return of NSYNC. Dun, 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 dun. On the speedboat. <laughs> and they just jumped the speedboat well, right onto know, the aircraft carrier. They heard about it old school. Yes, they did hear about it old school. <laughs> 
And they even provide a choreographed dance. Thrust, spin, turn. Pivot, pout, jiggy. Jiggy, robot, do do and close with a matrix. And <laughs> one of them falls. Yes. Kirkpatrick's the one that falls. <laughs> yeah, and nobody pouts after doing a jiggy. That's stupid. Then Ralph, I want to twirl. <laughs> and uh, after the explosion, though, of Mad Magazine, one of the writers actually feels better. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, finally, we get to the end when InSync does praise the Navy. And I forget which one says it, but it says, The Navy is out there every day protecting us from Godzilla, pirates, and jellyfish. Those, Those whack, whack invertebrae inver- will sting ya! Old school! That was Fatone <laughs> who said that. But Lance Bass is the one who said they're protecting us from Godzilla. <laughs> oh. Pirates and jellyfish. Yes. Those whack invertebrae <laughs> will sting ya! Old, Old school! school. <laughs> Alright. And JC's scream at the end no <laughs> as he's being dragged off it was pretty good uh, that was a chef's kiss moment i really love the idea that the u.s navy <laughs> is afraid of mad magazines satirizing <laughs> them <laughs> That's well not so anymore they're not because they already <laughs> shut them down <laughs> all right so anything else for this episode before we close things up here no. <clears throat> no. All right. Okay, so real quick before we go, some quick ratings for us here. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that final thoughts time? No, not final thoughts. We'll oh, do the okay. ratings and then we'll do final thoughts. And then we'll... Final thoughts? Who are we, Jerry Springer? We always do final it's thoughts. Fourth... I always have final thoughts. I, they're now. usually bad. In its original American broadcast, Ugh. New Kids on the Blood was reviewed by 18.1 million viewers with a 9.7 rating. Was that... That must be one of the higher uh, viewed ones because I don't think we've gotten to 18 million on on a lot of these. Bajillion. Uh Anyway, with a 9.7 rating, 15 share marking, making it the top-rated animated show of the week. All right. Oh, Okay, so, uh, final thoughts on this episode. I... Loved it. Would you like to go first? I loved it. Because you like boy I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was... It was kind of perfect. Um, They delve into, like, this Bengali, you know, the old man who is making this boy band for reasons, but they didn't... They didn't go deep into it, like, and make it weird, like it 100% is. And even now, like, One Direction was put together by Simon Cowell. And Simon Cowell is not the cad that Lou Pearlman is. Let me say this. I don't know why I brought up One Direction. Let me say this. The Lou Pearlman years, the InSync, the Backstreet Boys, the O-Town, the all of them, the Lou Pearlman years... Some of the darkest years in pop music. Um, there is a book, The Hit Charade, and that is what I'm reading, and it's dark. Lou Pearlman, horrible man. He is horrible in prison man. now, right? He's dead. Okay. But horrible. he was in prison. Yes. He took, like, all of InSync's money. Like, they. They were touring, touring, touring. They had a number one 
song and those boys were flat broke because of Lou Pearlman. Mm -hmm. He made himself the sixth member of all of the boy bands that he put together so he could pocket their money. Yeah, because he had writing credits, right? Oh, 100%. Um, And there was alleged abuse, too. Um, But my, my God, like, for such... And I know a lot of people don't like it, but for such pop gold mines to come out of these kids during a very dark period, that's astounding. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. Right. Okay. They, they did a very, they did a good job going into boy bands, but not too deep and dark. And also, like, I feel like they did a decent job of parodying it yeah mm-hmm. but not like being mean-spirited right. about it right because and especially back then you know people were very split mm-hmm. like people hated those bands right. just because of who they were and they very easily could have gone in that direction of just constantly oh, just like my, my kicking kid. on them and everything Listen. but actually they treated it fairly well i think and you know, I mean, yes, they made their jokes here and there, but again, nothing was done in mean spirit, and it was all just kind of tongue-in-cheek. And I listened to punk rock and rap, but, like, I grew up, my bread and butter was, like, the boy bands, and, like, Wham! and Culture Club, and bands like that, just pure pop, mm-hmm. you know? So, when I was hanging out with these elitist kids who, ugh, they didn't even want me listening to like rap. So the boy bands were my guilty pleasure. There will always be a special place in my heart for boy bands. Right. Okay. And even though I hate 98 degrees, you bet your butt when a 98 degrees song comes on, I'm not turning it off. (laughs) I'm singing along with it. So there you go. Even LFO. I hate LFO, but when that stupid Abercrombie and Fitch song comes on, yeah, I'm singing. (laughs) All right, Brendan, thoughts? I think it's a good episode for The Simpsons. I think that I would have liked to... I I know that you don't like to see them go deeper into issues that, that plague our country and humanity. I like to see comedy shows go very deep into those issues because it it provides um, it provides education for those issues that they actually are issues and uh, there's just it's, and satirizing that kind of stuff is very important. It's always sunny has a yes, lot of the right. most dark, yeah, terrible things in uh, in our country. And it is still hilarious because it it satirizes it very, very well. So I'll say this. Even though I said I like that they didn't go dark, I think if there was an Always Sunny episode, maybe a flashback where Mac and Charlie and Dennis were, tried to, were being Svengali'd when they were younger by... Guys, are you listening to this? This sounds like a very good. Uh, uh, we're trying, are trying to be like Svengali'd by like a Lou Pearlman type, 
Like, I think they would knock that out of the park. I the Svengali think... would be Danny DeVito. Yes, of course <laughs> Frank would. would be the Svengali. Frank would be the Svengali. <laughs> I think they already kind of touched on that with the... Um... The 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 one that we just watched. The beauty contest. The yes, the pageant one. Frank's I, children's pageant yeah. one. Yes, I think they already touched on that, and I don't <laughs> think that they need to do it again. But that's a perfect example of like, it's always Sonny's comedy versus The Simpsons comedy, and I will always choose Sonny over The Simpsons. So let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. You said because it just. It just has the courage to tackle those issues when I think The Simpsons, uh, it, it used to be praised as this as this show that that wouldn't stick to the quota and like would would poke holes in all of these theories because no other show would. And I like it for that, but I still don't think it did it enough. Even though I know for the time it did much more than any other show on the air, I I think that it could have gone deeper yeah. and it could have um it could have really showed things like how Sonny does. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, that, like, obviously, this was almost 10 years before Sonny started. Right. So, again, they're kind of laying the framework or the groundwork for everything that would come after it. There's no way this is 10 years the before. The Simpsons This walked. is, like, five years before Sonny started. The Simpsons Sonny walked start? so Sonny could run. Yes. Yeah. But so what would you have liked to see done with this episode then? I would have liked to see the problematic side of the managers. But how do you fit all that in? Because there was already so much in this episode. Mm -hmm. So how do you fit that into 22 minutes? You cut the Navy part. I don't... So you just want them to be... Listen... I'm no, not... no, so what I'm saying is you just want them to just be, you just want to see a full-up just boy band. Svengali. And the problem in it is, yeah, them and their manager mm-hmm. and not dealing at all with any of that. Like, to you, that almost seemed like a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't hinting at any of the problems that are inherent in boy bands because that that's not a thing. But did we know at that time? No. See, that's the thing, too. They didn't know it was that bad. It's still weird, though, having this 80-year-old man uh, raise these little boys from nothing to everything. And, I mean, I'm sure people were questioning how much money these kids were actually making. Like, because they're kids and they're... Well, they weren't kids. They were in their 20s. Still, The, The youngest was Timberlake. Right. Still, though, like, like they don't—they just are gonna sign whatever. Right. They're not gonna put, give it to lawyers. They're not gonna do whatever. They're just gonna sign it. And if they don't get any money, too bad for you. You sign the contract. Like, I feel like these questions were definitely asked at the time. I don't know because I wasn't even alive at the time. But I. I don't know. I don't see a world that these questions weren't asked. They just probably weren't all that prevalent because the internet wasn't all that prevalent. Mm-hmm. There was no Reddit. There was no Twitter. Right. So, but all in all, Brendan, you thought it was a decent I episode. I thought it was a... Again, you would have liked to see a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, no, this, this episode was four years before Sunny released. 
Sunny started in 2005. All right, I was thinking oh Sunny God. was a little bit later in the early aughts. I thought it was like 2008, 2000. Sunny's that old. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, all right, and then finally for me, um, yeah, I enjoy this episode. Um, there's a lot here that, you know, I really like. And again, just some of those little things. Again, watching it again, I've forgotten about a lot of those little things. Um, like I said, the the Skinner comments and, you know, the threat of the gun being used in different ways than actually being used as a gun and things like that. Um, I just thought those were really, really funny. And like we all kind of mentioned already, just the use of NSYNC, like, it. Def- I think at the time, actually... I think even at the time, because I was not a fan of boy bands at all. And I think even at the time, like, I was like, all right, that was kind of funny. And I actually had a little bit more respect for the band um, after seeing that and what they, you know, did and the fact that they didn't take themselves too seriously and things you like that. You forgot the best boy band, Dujure. <laughs> what? From Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. <laughs> so, but no, it's it's an enjoyable episode. Um I definitely like watching it. It had been a while, and it was nice to go back to it. So, All right, uh, real quick, Act 4, anybody got anything? Speaking of boy bands, Susie and Julie, will you guys go and see New Kids on the Block and Rick Astley with me this summer? Why are you asking them over this medium where they can't respond to you? you can come too. (laughs) Email me, email me. I don't think Julie listens, so. Email me. Drop, Drop it in the emails, baby. Drop it in our DMs. Um, Just say yes, and we'll definitely know what that means. <laughs> what do? What does this mean? <laughs> well, Susie's gone crazy. Um, you got anything I'm for sorry, Act Four? Act Four. We have new doors. We and do. And they work. And you forgot to mention that in the last episode. Yes, I forgot a lot of things in the last episode, and I'm not sure why. But we have new doors, and they work, and they're beautiful. After almost a year. Yes. And our front door is red, and our back door is like this beautiful seafoam blue. It's beautiful, and I love them. And I said to Brian, this may sound truly white trash of me but i don't remember a moment in my adult life where i've ever had a working front door i i I don't they it either stuck and you were like don't don't open that which was the door at my grandmother's house or the door here like it just didn't open and i said why doesn't it open and brian's like no we don't use it and he's like, it never opened. And I'm like, that's a fire hazard. And he's like, eh. we have windows. Right. <laughs> I have a question mm. for you. Does that count as a front door? No. <laughs> no. I mean, he's pointing to the door that leads up to the um, apartment upstairs. It's the only door for that apartment. So oh. it has to be the front door. All right. Yeah. And right. You did live up there. I did live up there. So, that caught on count. a technicality. That doesn't count. Got it. <laughs> doesn't count. All right. Thank you for that. But I you, couldn't... You forgot. But I couldn't lock the very upstairs door, so... Well, some people do. You forgot the, um... The other way that the front door was busted up. Oh, you mean that it expanded and it swelled full of water and we were just... No. 
that we had to bolt it shut. With two by fours. <laughs> we did it zombie apocalypse style. That's true. <laughs> Just so no one would break in. <laughs> and, like, and we have keyless entry now. What? Yes. We like, fancy. So my thing is, like, if there's a fire, we'll find another way out. Like, we have a lot of windows, whatever. But firefighters aren't going to be able to get into our house at that point. Right. <laughs> Which is very funny to me. All right. Anything else? Grab all the Pyrex if there's ever a fire. No! <laughs> Brendan, you said you had something. Uh, yes, I do. What do you got? Um, and it relates. It's about boy bands. Um, there is a YouTube video called Two Wins Squared. It's about a satirical boy band. Uh, it's four minutes long. Go watch it. Just right now. Go watch it. Pause this. Pause it. Come back later. It'll be quicker than your explanation. It will. (laughs) Uh, uh, it's a music video, and it's very, very funny. And it's by this very, very funny man named BDG, who was who worked for Polygon for a long time, and then he left Polygon, and now he's doing music videos on his own, and he does a lot of really cool stuff, and you should check out his channel, because I really enjoy it. Watch Two Win Squared. Two okay. W-I-N-Z you Squared. You that. Yes. Yeah. It's Is squared spelled out? No, it's it's the squared, the squared symbol, the two in the corner. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so check it out. Thank you for that. Maybe I'll post a link to it as well. Uh, and I think the song is called "Just One Day" by Two Two Win yes. Squared. It's <laughs> yeah. It's it's really funny. It's All right. So- to check it out. All right, and for me, um, I'm actually excited about next week. Uh, Corey and I are going to New York City. Oh, that's next week. And, uh, yeah. Y'all pray that I'm okay. I know. And we've mentioned this previously, but um, we're actually going to see Jawbreaker, which we are very excited about. And, and we found out today that we were able to secure tickets to go see a taping of Late Night with Seth Meyers. I love him! So we're very excited about I that. I love Seth Meyers. It'll be a whole thing because we get him. to go to Rockefeller Center. Arr! And I'm apparently they put us in a room before the actual taping no. and everything. I and shouldn't hug Seth Meyers. No. no. But it sounds like a lot of fun, so we're really looking forward to that and finding some other stuff to do in the city. So. And we're going to see Hot Dog Day. Well, we're not going to see it. We're going to it. Yes, Hot Dog Day is a holiday in Alfred. I know. It sounds ridiculous, but there's a big parade, and yes, there are hot dogs, and yes, there are hot dog races where they have little Dawshins, and they race, and, and their little be, legs! This will be really the only one we've gone to, because the last two were canceled because of COVID. We no, went to we the went first to one. the first one. That's what I'm saying. So oh, I meant the only one we've gone to since the first one. That's yes, what I meant. Yes, I went to the first one. But yeah, so in a few weeks, we are going to have a college graduate which is kind of insane. Good for her. But um, so we should be able to get another recording in before that time. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So, But thank you for your patience with us um, as we've been kind of working through schedules and sicknesses and stuff like that. We really appreciate you uh, being there and for your support. Yeah, thanks for watching or listening to this or whatever you're doing. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you are watching us. Hi. I, I feel like weird. somebody's watching me.
Somebody's watching me. And I oh, have that's no another privacy. boy band joke. It's not. It isn't. Rockwell wasn't a boy band. He was just a man. All right. So in closing here, if you'd like to reach out to us, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, uh, you can get us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. It's been a long time since we've had an email, so we'd love to hear from Timothy. <laughs> or someone else. Doesn't always have to be him. Mike. Yeah, you guys pick up the slack for Timothy. Timothy has been a trooper at emailing us at every corner. Yes. And Mike has emailed us as well. Yes. I think yeah, Susie but... did once. Patrick. <laughs> All right, but anyways, or if people we don't know. We'd love to hear from you, too. Maybe yeah. there's some people out there that we don't even know. That'd be awesome. Do you want me to get into my lurking rant? About the people who lurk on the internet. I know who you are. I who see you cares? liking it. Email me! I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up. <laughs> I lurk on the internet, and giving us a like is helping us. Well, they should email me. They're not going to because they don't listen to the episodes. Rude. Alright. Uh, you can also find, uh, we put some things on Instagram every now and again, it's so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, that's usually where we're most active, you can find us at I so it's come with the number two this. And you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> did you say you have a duck you I need to duck eat? I have to eat. She has a chocolate duck. Oh... You got her an Easter gift? No, he did not. I bought myself an Easter oh, gift. Oh, I thought quite that, the issue. I thought you got her a no, late Easter no, gift because no, she made an issue no. about Hot it. Hot button issue. I didn't get any peanut butter eggs except for myself, and I didn't get peeps, and I didn't get a peanut butter a peanut butter bunny. I didn't get anything. Wait, did Porky Pig to show up. And. And and no mini Cadbury eggs except for my stash that I will never tell you where it is. Um, I know probably had for like four years. My husband did not get me anything. I did not. Abdi 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 abdi. Wait, no, that's that's Roger e- Rabbit. Email. No, that's Rabbit Rabbit. That's Looney Tunes Rabbit. Rabbit Roger. Rick the Rabbit. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. It's not a rabbit. It's a bunny. Maybe you should email him and tell him. Yeah, tell me how terrible I am. Go yeah, ahead. tell him. So who's Roger Rabbit? Well, can, can someone we framed him. <laughs> All right. What? Goodbye. <laughs> it's a, it's a, email me to tell me who Roger Rabbit is. There you go. I'll tell you after. All right. And we will smell you later, everyone. Ah, Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. Remember why I kept saying debut? A few days later, (laughs) a few days later, it came into my head what it was. And I said it out loud. Like an insane person, because no one around me knew what I was talking about, and I may have scared someone. Krusty was trying to say debut. Ah. (laughs) And he was saying, debut? Yes. And I went, Krusty's trying to say debut! <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, what? Yes. <laughs>
So this was at work. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. All right. Were you talking to a client at the time? No. That would have been. No. Yes. <laughs> no. I was on the computer and I was like trying to fix something, as always, and I went. Oh, Krusty was trying to say debut. You should have been talking to a client. And I may now, would have you said like it? to set up an appointment for next time? Okay, great. Do we have your insurance? <laughs> Krusty said debut. <laughs> All right. Good times. You could go to the very first boy band, the Sex Pistols. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. Now, well, I listen. Mean, the monkeys were before then, but yes, I know. I know your joke. That you're just trying to say. Right. And I get it. Of course, the monkeys, but like, the Sex Pistols were not a punk band. No offense to Sex Pistols fans, or maybe all offense to Sex Pistols fans. They were per- they were manufactured by Malcolm McLaren. He put them together, he dressed them, he told them That's like to all try and bands. play instruments. That's like all boy bands. They yes. always yes! have what she's saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. She's trying because to say that they should like, be considered a boy band. Sex Pistols are punk rock, baby. And it's like, no, they're not. They're a freaking boy band. Do your homework. Don't ever. No. 